Hello, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. We believe all women lawyers deserve to be wealthy women lawyers. Our mission is to provide thought-provoking, powerful, and practical information to help you in creating your own sustainable, wealth-generating law firm without overwork or overwhelm so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today. So let's get started. Hello, I'm Davina Frederick, and I'd like to welcome you to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. If you've been a fan for a while now, thank you. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you're new to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast is sponsored by Wealthy Woman Lawyer, a company that helps women law firm owners scale their law firm businesses to and through a million dollars in gross annual revenue with total ease so they can fully fund and still have time to enjoy the lifestyle of their dreams. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then come hang out with us in our Facebook community, Wealthy Woman Lawyer, or you can follow us on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer. So today's topic was inspired by a conversation I was having with some of the members of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League community about key performance indicators or KPIs as we call them. One important performance indicator in your law firm business is the cost to acquire a new client. In other words, how much does it cost you on average to acquire a new client? And a lot of people get really confused about how to work through this calculation. Well, there's a really simple way to calculate this, and that is to add up all you spend on marketing, all you spend on marketing last year, and then divide by the number of new clients you brought in during that same time period. So for instance, let's say you spent $50,000 on marketing and advertising your law firm business in 2021. Perhaps you paid someone to create content for you on social media. Maybe you tried out Facebook advertising or you ran some Google ads. It could be that you had a professional photographer take photos of your team. So you could use that on your website and in your marketing. Whatever you invested in branding, marketing, advertising, speaking engagements, webinar creation, add all of it up. You should have a line item in your profit and loss report for advertising and marketing that provides this total. If you don't, that's a whole another discussion for another day, but we need to get a a bookkeeper for you providing that information, right? So now let's say you acquired a hundred new matters last year. We're going to take and divide that hundred into the $50,000 you spent on advertising and marketing. And we'll see that your cost to acquire a new client is about $500 per new client. If the average value per matter is, let's say, $2,500, so let's say you only bring in on average $2,500 for every, each one of your cases, and it costs you $500 to acquire each new matter, you can see where there can be a problem with this over time. You are, it's costing you way too much to to acquire that client if all you're charging them is $2,500. However, if it costs you $500 to acquire a new client and your average value per matter is say $30,000, it might be well worth it for you to pay $500 to acquire that new business, right? Of course, there are a couple of things that can skew these numbers that are sort of out, we've left out of this calculation and that you may want to take into consideration. So number one is, the calculation doesn't take into account the amount of time you personally invested in marketing. So you 
in, in your marketing and advertising, if you have a team member who's devoted to marketing, that cost can show under your marketing and advertising, or you might have it listed as a professional service um, provider. So that might be uh, like a graphic designer you have on contract or whatever. That you can, that's an easy way to add that hard cost into that, okay? So you would just simply add whatever you're paying the graphic designer on top of the other hard cost, right? If it's not already calculated there. But the time you personally invested, we often forget about that. So let's say you do that at a rate of $400 an hour, right? Your, your time is worth $400, okay? So if you add up all the time you spent on marketing and then you add that to your hard costs, now you can see where the cost to acquire a client figure of $500 may not be the complete story. So when you're, when you're calculating this KPI, you really want to think about the true cost of a thing, not just the hard cost that we're seeing there. That doesn't mean that I'm advising you to take yourself out of um, your marketing. If we need to take photos of you, if you need to create some videos, batch those videos and create them, that certainly can be important. You also might consider having other team members involved in that process as well. So um, that cost can go down. Or you might consider investing more in, let's say, Google Advertising, um, because while at first blush, Google advertising may seem more expensive, it may be less expensive if you don't have to put your time cost calculation in there. Okay. Also, number two, we have not yet considered the lifetime value of a client, not only in what they invest in working with your law firm over time, but also the value of their referrals. So this may be harder to calculate, just like calculating your time. But it can be done if you have an accumulated historical data that you can reference, right? So in fact, in your accounting software, you might be able to pull a report income by customer. Okay, I know in QuickBooks you can do that. That'll tell you exactly what each client has spent with you for any given period of time. Tracking referrals is a whole other animal and one we won't get into today because there's something more important I want to share with you in the limited amount of time that we have. Did you know, according to Harvard Business Review, acquiring new customers for your business is anywhere from five to 25, 25 times more costly than retaining an existing one? Not only that, there's 60 to 75% success selling rate to customers who already have, that you already have, while five to 20% success selling rate to the new prospect. So reselling services to your existing clients, people who've already had a chance to work with you and have a great experience with you is much, much easier than trying to sell to a brand new prospect. So instinctively, you probably already know that it's easier to sell to someone who's already bought your services before, most of us may have even heard this uh, type of statistic before, but when was the last time you thought about how you can do that more effectively in your law firm business? If you haven't given it some thought, then I promise you, you are leaving money on the table. So here's how I've seen law firm owners do just that, leave money on the table by not giving thought to their current clients. Number one, 
is they neglect to set up a marketing system that retargets clients once their current matter is complete. Something that softly reminds them that you're here for them for life and happy to serve other needs they may come up that may come up in their lives or to serve the needs of family members and friends. You may think you're in one of those practice areas where uh, it's a one-time deal. One, maybe they're going to get divorced and it's only going to be one time, but uh, that's not really what statistics <laughs> bear out. And also uh, there may be modifications and things like that in the future. So you want to make sure that you set up a marketing system that retargets clients once you've closed their case out and just kind of keeps that relationship that you've worked so hard to build with them going um, because you definitely can get increase their lifetime value uh, with you if you do that. Number two is fail to set up a tickler system to remind clients when something you know is going to come up in the future is about to occur. So perhaps it's been three years since they did their estate planning. A lot can happen in three years. Now may be time to reach out to them to see if they need to revisit their estate plan. Perhaps you've helped an entrepreneur trademark their brand or form a company. Um, you know, what would it be like if, to reach out every year with a check-in to see if they've had any new business ideas or they've expanded their current business, which could raise new legal issues and needs. So think through your, your own clients in your practice areas and play futurist for a minute. It's really fun to play futurist, right? I've always wanted to have a business card that says futurist, Davina Frederick, futurist on it. All right. Number three, Treat clients disrespectfully once you've acquired them. Now, this is kind of my pet peeve. It drives me absolutely crazy. This often comes up in the form of making clients feel like you are a very important person. You're very busy and you're very important and they are bothering you when they have a question or they need clarification. Yes, you need boundaries as a professional. Don't get me wrong. I know that you need boundaries. But I want you to remember the time you wanted clients, new clients so badly. You were hungry. You wanted new clients. You were worried about uh, whether they were going to keep coming in. Would you ever be able to get enough to build a nice referral network? So now that they're here, consider how are you treating them? How are you treating them? Are you arrogant? Are you letting your ego lead the way? Do you feel like... Uh, that they should be feel lucky that they have you. There are numerous ways you can make your client feel valued and important without sacrificing your personal and professional boundaries, condescending to them, training your team to condescend to them is the surest way, not only to lose them, but to damage your firm's reputation. As Maya Angelou famously said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. So if you have not got a system set up in your law firm business and a culture where you have trained your team to make people who, who your clients feel important and valued and like you appreciate them, then I would really recommend you do some work here because this will be more damaging to your business in the long run than anything. Number four is forget to say thank you to your clients, kind of following along that same vein. There are 1.3 million, more than 1.3 million lawyers in the United States alone. They did not have to choose you, and yet they did. 
When was the last time you thanked them for being your client? And how many ways have you thanked them? Did you put it on your invoice, but never say it to their face? Because as someone who has received invoices with thank you on it, well, that's really nice. But it's even nicer when somebody says to your face, I really appreciate you and what uh, and that you chose us. If you think showing appreciation for your clients is too much work, then it's because you haven't learned how to incorporate appreciation, engagement, and relationship building in your law firm culture and in your systems. In the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League, that's one of the skills we teach our women law firm owner clients. If you are a woman law firm owner and you're considering joining the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League, the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League is a coach-led mastermind community exclusively for women law firm owners who are ready to scale their law firm businesses to and through a million dollars with total ease and learn the skills they need to do so. You can find out more by visiting www dot wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league slash so there's two brackets around the word league <coughs> the link is in the show notes excuse me the link is in the show notes so that is a wrap for this episode of the wealthy woman lawyer podcast i hope you've enjoyed it if so and you're listening on apple podcasts please leave me a review i so appreciate you for doing so apple loves it the more reviews the more um ratings the more eyes they're going to put, uh, eyes and ears rather, they're going to put on this podcast. So we really appreciate those of you who leave us ratings and reviews. Also, it's really, really easy to share this episode with other friends. Um, I, I love to share podcast episodes. It's a great way to add value with my clients. I will often listen to a podcast episode and I will just share it from my phone to theirs. It's really easy to do. It won't cost you a cent and your friends and neighbors will appreciate that you thought about them uh, enough to share. So thanks again for being here and being a part of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer community. We really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the league in the coming year, including the exclusive million dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. League is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the league.